Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone. This is Ron Kolick, New England's own Van Helsink. The other day I was going through the Ghost Chronicle radio statistics and everything. I soon realized that almost a million of you have either downloaded, watched, listened, or uh, shared this show throughout all the platforms. And that kind of made me sad because I don't know very many of you, many of you. So I was wondering what to do with this. So I was speaking with uh, Jeff Belanger, and he came up with an idea that he uses. And I think it's a great idea. So we are going to launch it uh, tonight. It's uh, a way for you to, uh, well, become part of the show, basically. Uh, you will be a member of the show. Right now we're calling them Van Helsing's Angels, but uh, we make them up with a better name than that. But anyways, uh, it's a uh, kind of like a, a special secret society. I mean, it does have dues, which is relatively cheap, $3 a month. And it'll include access to patron-only uh, Facebook page, shout-out for each new member on our shows, bonus activity that you can see nowhere else, including uh, special events. We'll do some events that we can talk one-on-one and so forth. And at the end of your one-year membership, uh, you'll receive a copy of Never Released Ghost Chronicles, the magazine, uh, so it's lots of exclusive bonus and everything else. So we are launching it, and you'll see more of it on all the pages. So uh, keep it in mind, and uh, if you feel that's something for you, feel free to join us. So anyways, back to our show. Today we have our special, as Steve liked this, well, likes to call it, uh, Mala's Monthlies. So joining me now is my co-host, from the land of the red dragons, the gold standard in ghost hunting, the godfather of ghost hunting, the pope of ghost hunting, Mr. Steve Parsons. I'm not allowed to speak to you, my agent said. Uh, I can't speak uh, on a paid-for production unless I'm uh, incontracted. No, it's not a pay-for, so good luck for you on that. <laughs> Anyways, also joining us uh, is my favorite West Coast witch, Marla Brooks. <clears throat> Do I have to kiss his ring? Yes, the Pope, yes. <clears throat> okay. You know, he, he was so thrilled about being called the godfather of ghost hunting. I figured the Pope of ghost hunting must make him ecstatic. Well, yeah, he doesn't have to deal with horses' heads that way. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Deal with Rome. Yeah, everybody does. That might not be a hit. I know what you're getting. <clears throat> be quiet about that. Okay. Coronavirus. Hmm. <laughs> But, uh, yes. Yeah. We're heading into lockdown again here in the UK. Are you really? I kid you not. Wave two is upon us as we speak. Oh, we are, sorry about that. We had, we had our Prime Minister speaking uh, sternly to us today. 
Well, you should be here with all the fires. The sky is orange for the last three days. We don't see the sun. All we see is orange outside. It looks very apocalyptic. The right word? Every time I see the the news um, about the fires in California, I always Mm -hmm. think of you and hope that you're uh, okay out there. Yeah, we're close. I mean, I, we keep getting the alarm that, you know, the phone goes off and it's, it's in your area, but it's not really in the I, area. I heard they start, they started those to, to stop the uh, marshmallow man. I was going to say, have you, been, have you been outside? To, have you been out and ordered marshmallows ready? Yeah, really, I should. I, I actually should. It just it, It's just very surreal. Um, I just went out to take the trash a little while ago and... Ashes were flying in the sky, and we haven't had that yet. But I don't smell smoke. It's just—it's just surreal. I can't even, you know. It's no, twenty twenty. Wait till the whole state falls off into the ocean, then it'll be even more surreal. Well, I can swim. Okay. Good. I'll tell. I'll tell you what. Uh, sorry, I, I don't want to bring politics into this, but I was. But you're going. I'll tell you what. It, I'm going. To, I'll tell you <laughs> what is surreal. I was listening to a, a series of uh, your. Uh, uh, prospective President Biden, mm-hmm. and I thought Trump Trump talked gibberish. <laughs> Biden's, I think, a little bit older too. So um, let's, let's not uh, go into politics, anyway. it's the devil in the deep blue sea. That's it, exactly. But, uh, That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> we, all, we always have something to deal with. As Rosanna Rosanna said, if it ain't one thing, it's another. There you go. Anyways. I think your best hope is that the San Andreas cracks and you float off out towards Hawaii. Well, they tried to declare themselves a republic many times. They did. Hawaii did? did. No, no, California. No. no. And didn't didn't Texas also try something similar? Well, Texas would. They (laughs) would. The great state of Texas. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we've Anyways. got to be very careful, otherwise we'll be off air. <laughs> Anyways, so, Steve, what do you think? May people listen to this silly show? Sorry? A million people listen to this silly show every year. I can't believe it. My chair can, because, um, we, we, you know, I've said to you uh, many times, and I don't think you believe me, and I really should copy you a few of them, but... Uh, I get messages and emails every single month about the show uh, mm-hmm. from people here in the UK saying how much they like it, how much we make them laugh, how how different we are. Oh, uh, different. <laughs> you know, how, how, how they like the format. Now, they don't mm-hmm. get the next generation. Um, well, they, they can, but, you know. Well, yeah, we do, because we do have a lot of listeners from the UK, believe it or not. Well, I'm, I'm talking about ones that email me about yeah, the internet. Right. I'm not on the generation um, very often. Uh, I'm, I've told you several times, you know, we are popular. I mean, during this last few years, we've had, because of the way uh, you've got Facebook Live and Facebook Streaming and uh, everybody's got an internet radio station, we've had a lot of competition to deal with. But you know what? They've all disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, they've all faded. They've come and they've gone, and they've had the five minutes, and we're still here, and we're still getting messages saying, "You guys suck." Mm-hmm. Anyway, so uh, we do have a show today. We we're going to talk about other than ourselves, believe it or not. Uh, so this should be interesting. And 
since Steve brought it up, uh, you know, he, yeah. you know, every every month we look for a different topic, and it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be something that we're experts on, but just a, a topic on the paranormal that we want to discuss. And mm -hmm. Steve came up with the wonderful idea of crying. Cry. So I don't know where we're going to go with it, but uh, since you took it up, I, yeah, why don't you selling it? It was a typo. I said crying. And the reason I said it. Oh, no, God, I couldn't figure out. I just did all my research oh, on crying. Reason, well, that's good. Well, the reason I chose it is because, uh, obviously, it's something that uh, I don't know very much about. Um, and I'm hoping to learn. Marla, I'm hoping, will teach me. But also, I've been uh, aware for some time, Ron, that you have been uh, doing scrying as part of your um, courses and classes. And workshops. Workshops. So right. I thought, hey, do you know what? This is my opportunity. Because incredibly, I have an obsidian scrying mirror. I have a Victorian uh, scrying mirror that was used uh, a long, long time ago. Um, by by a by a fairly notable psychic Victorian psychic lady, um, but I don't know. I mean, I've sat and stared at the blasted things, and uh, I, I know I know how the brain, and the eyes, and all that sort of nonsense work. But I don't know very much about scrying. And actually, there isn't a huge amount online. There's a there's some bits and bobs about, you know, the history of it and how it was attributed to the Atlanteans, the Venurians, the Martians, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Greeks, the Romans, and all called Tom Cobley and all. Um, so, Don't go on, then. The I, did, I mentioned the Martians. No, did you? I did miss that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Next time I'll listen to you when you talk. So, guys, enlighten me. Well, I've got a question for both of you, and I guess I'm getting a little bit nitpicky in the beginning. Oh, about, here about we go. No, about the terminology. Yes, so, yes. so I've got a question for both of you, so hear me out for a second. Because I always thought scrying had to do expressly with staring into reflective surfaces, like mirrors, like water, like crystal balls. But there are those who also include fire, wax, clouds, smoke, and, and the like under the heading of scrying as um, well. And so, to me, reading fire clouds and wax and all that stuff are definitely forms of divination. Exactly. And, and, and they all right. have, well, but wait a minute, they all have their own names. So, like, crystal gazing is crystallomancy and hydromancy is water gazing and everything. So, why shouldn't scrying refer only to reflective surfaces? Or maybe should it just be classified, everything should just be classified under the heading of divination? What do you think? Well, um, I, I, I have done some reading, and I do know a little bit about the history of it, and the, the definition uh, describes really the uh, the practice of starting off as water pool gazing or mm -hmm. staring into you know at copper mirrors, but it was predominantly staring at water pools, um, which was attributed to. I mean, there are references to it in ancient Egyptian culture. And ancient Greek culture, um, that is the classical definition of scrying, but it's since expanded. I mean, if we look at John Dee, because mm -hmm. famously in the British Museum, his black obsidian mirror yeah. um, is, is, is on display. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have a black obsidian uh, from the same uh, Mexican uh, place, cut similarly to his, but obviously it's more, very, very modern. Um, but he also uh, it 
Dee and Kelly described that um, in their writings that these mirrors were also used by, uh, that his was brought from South America um, and it was used by the South Americans, uh, the priests of South America, so the Aztecs or the Toltecs, or to conjure visions and make prophecies. Um, yeah, yeah. And was connected with the god of obsidian and sorcery, whose name uh, was tra- translated the into Trump. smoking mirror. Um, but they also used, or Kelly uh, used, other things, because in the same collection you have a rock crystal ball. Uh, you also have two uh, discs, in grey shiny discs, um, which was used with the mirror and a shiny gold disc and other. So it seems to be particularly uh, relating to um, shiny surfaces. Now, the modern, I mean, we've got digital dousing, haven't we? We've, we've now mm-hmm. got apps that are digital scrying. So uh, as we enter the 21st century, I suppose we do expand the... And we misuse it. I mean, it's like we misuse so many things in, in the paranormal. You know, we just pinch an idea and, and run over the hills and far away with it and claim it. Well, do you think... Well, um, I well, disagree with that. Okay, I don't go ahead, Ron. It's, it's used. I think it's, it's, it's expanded into its technology, just as all our technology is. Uh, you know, as technology comes along, this, the same methods are used only in different uh, media because we now have this media they never had back in ancient Greece or, or Egypt. So yeah, I don't think it's misused. I think it's just expanded. They're expanding the thing rather than misusing it. Well, do you think both of both of you, do you think that people are actually seeing messages from beyond or are they just seeing what their imagination is showing them when we're trying? I don't, I, well, I, 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 as I said, I've, I've, I've played around with the two mirrors that I've got. Um, my personal view, and, and I've been at you know I've been at seances where people have, have scribed, mm-hmm. and my personal my personal opinion is it's it's all in the mind's eye, you know it's all twaddle, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and 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 it can be you know easily explained by known physiological and psychological effects which we can mm-hmm. replicate over and over and over, and mm-hmm. uh, but scrying forms the basis of the psychomantium. And the psychomantic exactly. yeah. So, you know, whilst my opinion is it's twaddle, there are streams of. Re- I know I, I built a psychomantic at, uh, at the University of Liverpool a number of years ago. Um, and it's an interesting experiment. But whether it's demonstrating an interesting psychological effect or whether it's demonstrating a parapsychological or paranormal effect, I, I don't know. Personally, I think that we can explain this one relatively simply without resorting to voodoo, witchcraft, and the paranormal. But, as I said at the start of the show, I'm no expert in this, and I, I chose a subject because you guys have got far more experience than I. Well, Ron probably has more than I do because I have a scrying mirror. I have a, a crystal ball. But I don't think I have the patience to sit down long enough for anything to even <laughs> begin to happen. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I'm sitting there thinking, oh, good, I'm going to see something, you know, and nothing. And, and you know, so I, I've tried, but then I gave up because I just 
wanted instant gratification and it wasn't coming. And I thought, well, I, okay, I can't do this. So, yeah, so Ron is probably a little bit more um, knowledgeable well, than I am. And, and, and first of all is that I'm like you, uh, Mahler. I, I really have very little patience <laughs> uh, for a thing. I mean, that's I, I have difficulty even praying in a church because my mind wanders. Uh, but uh, that being said, I've had results. I mean, if anybody knows what I do and and have been doing for the past twenty years, if I'm going to credit something, I got to try to understand it. And so, therefore, you know, I do these workshops, as Steve mentioned, and uh, they're on all different subjects like scrying and like photo scrying, which I will get into a little bit more further. But I've had experiences with them, and now it, it's difficult to say or, or just, uh, you know, I mean, I could sit down and say it's, it's all hooey pooey. Uh, you know, it's just my imagination. It's just that. But uh, some of the experiments were intriguing enough that, you know, I wanted to learn more about it or try to understand a little bit more. And uh, so that's where I am on scrying. It's not like, uh, okay, I, it, you know, it's the greatest thing since sliced cheese. It's, uh, you know, it's something that's intriguing me. And the more I do it, it's just like the red lights answer we do. You you try to understand it. And uh, that's why we do it. So, you know, will I ever? Maybe not. But uh, scrying is, is intriguing, Steve. And, I, and we, we've done experiments at SpiraQuest several times with it. Um, when, you know, with different, in different methods too, like, uh, remember the doll scrying? Absolutely. And I remember, I mean, you know, I, I've spent time over in, in, in Lucille's cottage with mirrors and, you know, so, mm-hmm. uh, doing exactly, you know, doing a scrying and people were claiming that they were having visions, you know, when we, when we used the psychomantium. Um, but it, I, 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 I don't see, you know, with a lot of these divination um, aids and techniques, it doesn't really relate very much to what I do. Um, and I don't understand why people, you know, think that they can understand anything about ghosts and hauntings by staring at mirrors because it doesn't seem to be a route to, to the answers that they're looking for. You know, it, well, people are looking for proof. Basically, of, of something beyond, beyond yeah. our reality, and this is what it is. Are, are they though, or, or are they really just settling for a weird experience and claiming it's you know? And then because when when you investigate, well, proof to them, Steve, not necessarily scientific proofs, but proof to them well, that there is something there. Yeah, well, it depends on what the level of the proof is. I mean, if the proof is, I just want to go along and have something weird happen, and it happens, something weird happens, then. Is that really proof, or is that just a demonstration that weird things happen? But well, you take a look. Look I'm, at Cal. Cal well, in his in his bathtub. You know, his. He's, uh, he's not chain. studying. He's not studying. Um, my question doesn't. My, but my, the my question, question is, the answer, the, no, the correlation is that he had experiences in there that he didn't expect yeah. to have. Yeah, I, I'm not questioning the experiences. I'm questioning the value of any of those experiences to ghosts and hauntings. So there are lots and lots of, and this is what strikes me as odd, because there are lots of people who go ghost hunting in haunted houses and then sit there mirror scrying. Now, that, to me, seems a disconnected, because what Cal is doing... 
yeah, what yeah, Callie's yeah. doing. Yeah, okay. All how right, how, how am I go how are we going to learn something about the experience that people have had in a haunted house by staring at a mirror? Because it, now that's you're thinking of as a, as a research project, but it isn't a research project to these people. They're going in there to uh, uh, they believe they have their own beliefs that mirrors, for instance, may be portals to another reality, another dimension. So they are going there to, and they believe, and this is one of the beliefs that that spirits or ghosts are creatures that transform from one dimension to another or another reality to another or another level to another and through the mirror they can uh, connect with these spirits there are many reports of haunted mirrors and you know that i, I guarantee you know that there throughout history there have been many many reports of haunted mirrors where images are seen in mirrors so that's why people are doing it. They're, they're taking these two things. They says, okay, we've, there are reports of ghosts being seen or, or spirits being seen in, in mirrors, and we're in a haunted location. So, okay, let's look in this mirror. Maybe we can capture or catch a glimpse of the spirit that haunts this place through a mirror. So that's, that's why they do it. It's, it's not so much the, you know, trying to well, find. Do you, know, do, you know what's, do you know what's interesting about what you just said? Because you kept saying, that's why they do it. That's why they do it. Yeah. Now, I've spoken to dozens and dozens of ghost hunters. And I've mm -hmm. been on dozens of investigations where people have stared into mirrors. And I've never heard anybody, anybody say, that's why they're doing it. But what I have discerned is, well, I mean, so it might, be a, it might be a cultural thing. It might be exclusive to, to North America. Because what, they, what they're really doing is, I want to have a, something weird happen. And then they don't question what that, how that relates to. What, what tends to happen is they'll sit in front of a mirror. And in fact, I can describe an event that happened just before lockdown. They stare, they stare in front, in, in, into a mirror. Um, they see shapes and they see faces and they see patterns. And then the medium standing behind them, near them, next to them says, oh, that's the spirit of, and then makes up a story. And the person goes, oh, well, that's really cool, and goes away happy because they've seen the ghost. It tells you nothing about the experience, but it is interesting from a human experience perspective. And that's what Carl's studying. He's not studying ghosts and hauntings by floating around right. in a tank. Exactly. He's studying altered states of consciousness. Now, exactly. altered states of consciousness are interesting in terms of ghosts and hauntings because when people sometimes it's maybe uh, the case and in some cases it's apparent that the witness or the person having the experience was most likely in an altered state of consciousness so with the psychomantium what they were trying to do is replicate that effect they weren't looking for ghosts and hauntings they were looking at well, the different... to see if we became more aware of the things around us. And in fact, in the Psychomantian experiments, one of, there was a second important thread. It wasn't that they just were plonked in front of a mirror. They were told specifically to think about a significant deceased person and to exactly. focus their concentration on that person. So you were queuing up the expectation side of the brain as well. Exactly. So let's but, not but, but your explanation of they are... I think is 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 a whitewash explanation. Well, I disagree with you totally on it. I mean, that's but, but, that's what it is. I think it's from your own experiences. You're 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 giving well, me what what you have, but from my experiences, you and I have probably been to as many ghost hunts 
There's I don't think other. so. And I, and I have never seen that happen. I don't think so. But that's besides the point. Well, well, I mean, I, when I deal, like I said, I, I have done these workshops, and, and yeah. we, this isn't the first time I've done them. We have people that are definitely there looking to contact uh, or connect with someone. In fact, I took, uh, I, I, took, wait a minute, I took a course from right down the road from you, uh, from uh, the husband and wife uh, team there, and they use the scrying as, as exactly the way for, to communicate with uh, ghosts or our spirits. You know, we, and you'd be uh, I, I, I ran one of their courses for them, and actually uh, that's not what they do. Well, they that's use... not true. Once again, that's from your experience. Right. I'm telling you what they did here at the class I attended, and many other people attended. So before you can't we, convey just forth, before we started back and forth. Yeah. Uh, you know, in all of the years that I have been on investigations, and yes. there have been many, I have never, ever seen people trying to discover something about the haunting or the experiences of the witnesses at a haunted house or property using a mirror. But what I have seen many, many, many times is them being given a mirror and told to communicate that it is a portal to spirit, that it is some form of, and then the medium or themselves or another person filling in the gaps when they have a, an unusual experience. But it's not related to, so my question, I'll go back to the original question is, I don't see a link between use, the usefulness of mirror scrying and using it on a ghost hunt. That's not the same as saying I don't see the benefits of using scrying to understand paranormal experiences. Whatever. But, I think it's think a matter of... Anyways, we've run, we run out of time, time out of this too. And I think <laughs> uh, it's absolutely... Uh, um, uh, we just got locked up in this somatic stuff and it's we haven't really got into the subject itself which is to me more important than uh as we just about well, I, I think the semantics are at the root of why we're doing it and why people are doing it well anyway Molly, are you still with us or did you go out for a uh, coffee no i'm here <laughs> I didn't want to get in the middle of that. Oh, um, should have. I was looking for a uh, someone was, to mediate this because. Well, I uh, was doing a duck and cover right for, yeah, for a second. I, I would have ducked and covered myself if I could have. <laughs> you oh, could've. so no serious questions allowed then? It is serious questions, certainly, but. Uh, oh, if they agree with you, though, by the sound of it. Dissent will not be tolerated. What's that? Excuse me. I said dissent is not tolerated. No, no, no. We, we do. This is America. We allow dissent. You can fashion <laughs> anybody you want. Anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles uh, International with Steve Parsons and I think Ballast with us. And uh, <laughs> right here on Tuchinette and Pararex Radio, brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, and the Gallant Messier Family Law Group, 15 High Street in North Andover, Massachusetts. And we'll be right back after the following messages.
Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly gooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give the awards to the Parrax family. Ghost Chronicles International this week is Marla's monthly special. The subject is Scrying, and we should rename the show tonight The Great Paranormal Debate Clash. <laughs> yes, you should. Absolutely. Anyway, I'm going to sit quiet now. And... Well, I'm going to throw in a couple of things because I learned some things, and then questions came into my head. Um, because, you know, scrying isn't pop culture a lot. I mean, starting with Snow White way back in 1812. Um, Buddy Mary. Yes. And Tolkien, you know, with his Mirror of Galadriel and, and then J.K. Rowling with the Mirror of Erised. Um, and it, and it's not, I mean, okay, so people see these as examples as in fiction, but um, clearly scrying isn't a scientific process that can be proved or disproved, right? So, um just gut feeling. Do you actually think that people are seeing messages? I mean, Steve, you already said, which, yeah, that you don't. Um, I, I just, it, it's just kind of weird to me because everybody knows what it is. And because of all this pop culture and all these things that they know about the magic mirrors, that's in my part of the world, um, you know, like, okay, in Snow White, for example. The, the the ugly queen witch whatever mirror, goes and mirror mirror on the wall. Oh, who's the fairest of them all? Yeah. Now I don't. I've only seen the Disney version when the guy looks kind of like Ed Wynn and is kind of bubbly, you know, whatever. But I don't know in the true fairy tale what that was that talked back. Was it a creature? Was it a gargoyle? Was it you know something else? Because um, you know we know Disney kind of took Snow White and and sanitized it a little bit. But I have no clue. I never read the original one, so I can't help you there. Yeah, but I mean, it just people. I wish, I wish, I wish my wife was awake. She's a, a big fan of the old, the old uh, stories that lie behind the Disney's. She's got See, some books about it. I mean, the the, the, re, the reason scrying, the people believe in scrying, and uh, is that it's based on a long, long history 
of the connection with the dead. In Victorian times, for instance, they used to cover the mirrors uh, at a funeral so that the the soul of the, the person wouldn't escape or, or the people wouldn't see the devil coming to take their, their soul. There's a lot of different stories. There are other they ones. Still, like, they still do here in the UK, well, in Wales. Yeah. And yeah. in Judaism, they still do. Right. And yeah. and even like, you know, the, the tradition of, uh, I, I'm trying to think, it, is it, it's eating an apple, going downstairs backwards, or, or something like that. <laughs> Looking into a mirror, and you're going to see the the person. A woman does this to see the person that she's going to marry. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of uh, you know traditions throughout the year or, or superstitions. Where no matter how you look at them, I mean, even you know the the theory of breaking the uh, mirror and and so forth. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it it's it goes all the way back to Roman times. So. There is a long tradition, that, so that I see why people connect mirrors with paranormal activity or spirits or whatever it is. And, and as I mentioned, there are many cases of uh, you know people being spirits supposedly being seen in mirrors as well. So, I mean, that, I understand that part of it, and that's you know why people uh, do it. And I think, like everything, and Steve hit on, hit on it, it, is that it is a psychological thing, but is it that, you know, it's all part of who we are. I mean, we go into astral projection, for instance, or, or, or a remote reading. It, it's all, you know, it's all our mind that does this stuff. So it, maybe there is a connection. I don't know. But it's it's definitely a history of it that why people do it. So, I mean. I, I don't. I mean, the, the history of it is a fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's an unequivocally unequivocal, unassailable fact. It, the history of it has been, you know, is properly documented. Um, I also, I'm, you know, I, I know that there are many psychologists do not doubt for one second, and I personally do not doubt for one second that people see things in mirrors, in crystal balls, in in shiny water surfaces, you know, ponds and. Um, because you know, maiden, fair maidens would go out in the moonlight and stare wistfully into a pond to see to see their lover or to see other things. You know, I mean, there are there are there are countless folklore tales about how to see into the future. But the, but the problem is, of course, all of this is subjective because you are reliant upon that person saying, "I just had this experience." Isn't that what the ghost thing is all about? Isn't it personal experience? Well, People say, oh, I saw a ghost. Yeah. Well, of course, yeah, of course. But we we have methods, of, you know, we, we do have, in some instances, we do have an ability to test at least some of their claims. Like, you know, oh, the, room, the room went cold. Well, clearly, you know, we can measure that and say, yes, it did or no, it didn't. But we can never test what a person sees in the mirror. You know, we can't mount a cap. Well, we can't yet. It was a hundred years. Who knows? Um, then we, we have, yeah, we have pictures of faces in the mirror, don't we, Steve? Oh, got, mm. I've got hundreds of pictures on my computer of faces in mirrors. Yeah. Um, it depends which way you swirl the polish after you or swirl yes, the polish. Yes, but that's the question is, is, yeah. is that, you know... To them, to them, that's a real person. To them, that's a lot. To them, it's a ghost. To you, it's paradola. So I mean, yeah, but it does. Belief is not fact. The fact that you know that 
because somebody believes that they're seeing a face in a mirror does not mean that there is a face or a spirit in a mirror. To them there is. To them there is. No, 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 no. Yes, opinion, yes, yes. You, can, you cannot alter fact by opinion. I mean, it, it's impossible. You cannot, in my opinion, fire is cold and then stick your hand in it and it's cold. Two people in the room. If two people in a room and one says, I'm cold. No, no, I'm not talking what? about that. I'm talking about well, that's well, a feeling. That's a, sen- and it, that's a sensation. If one person. Exactly. That's it. It's their own personal experiences. So they're well, seeing fact, something. It's what they see. It's, yeah. It may not be there, but it, they see it. That's the. You're missing, you're missing an essential something. I am, not I am not disagree. You're jumping in far too soon. I am not disagreeing with a person saying and it being a reality to them that they feel cold. If they say the room feels colder or the room has gotten colder, then that whatever they experience does not change the fact that the temperature in the room hasn't changed. Perception is different than reality. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't. I'm not arguing. The problem with that, Steve. Rule 101 of ghost hunting: believe the witness, Mm -hmm. but test what they're saying. (laughs) Yeah, because people are sure what they see, and they—you can't change their minds. Reality. Yeah. Yeah. Now, for instance, you have a medium, or or like, uh, what's her face here, Uh, Mala. if she might be doing tarot reading, right? And she looks at a card and she sees a whole pile of shit in that card. Uh, we can't prove that, you know, well, we can say, okay, we don't see that or we don't see that. But to her, that is real. And, and what the, the information she gives and conveys is real to someone else. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe not, because when I say something or if I see something, I will tell them this is what I see, and mm-hmm. if it makes sense to them, fine. I'm not to, I'm not trying to convince anybody that that's no, no, the but truth. you're repeating yeah. what they say, and they're and the person there is verifying but, or not verifying the information that you're giving them. But yeah. but that doesn't make it a fact. Right. That makes it a perception of a, of an no, experience. No, get off the fact stuff, Steve. It's over and done. We if already you, we already decide that it's perception. We understand that. That's yeah. what the the point we're going yeah. forward to. It's not a pact. Well, we're not going forwards. We just said the same thing twice. You just said if Marla or somebody else says that they and then the other person believes, it's still not a reality, is it? It doesn't make a ghost appear just because the, the medium says, "Oh yeah, there's a ghost there." But scrying once again is something that's used beyond just ghosts. You, you, you jumped on it in the show. It's being used yeah, in... Because I asked from my... So, so, I, I, I it's used in many, many things for, for telling yeah. the future, for, uh, you know, connecting with ones of the past. A scrying is, is, is used in many uh, uh, different uh, modalities. Yeah. And each but I, was culture... asking, I was asking how it relates to what I do, because that's what I do. So I'm right. not going to ask you how it relates to space travel, right. am I? We've already said that. It, it really, to, as far as you're concerned, it doesn't relate to what we do. Okay, we've already gone beyond that. So let's start looking at some of the other things that people use scrying for, which is why we have Marla here, because she's a witch. 
Ooh, yeah, scary, scary. Yeah, I mean, fortune telling. I mean, crystal ball things, um, black mirrors and all that. It It's really kind of interesting because, again, modern times, whenever anybody sees a crystal ball, they think of a gypsy reading mm-hmm. a crystal ball, you know. Um, and it, it's almost a joke, you know, you, you see those machines at the fairs and there's a, the gypsy. Yeah. Uh-huh, and it gives you your fortune and everything. It, it's become because it's so pop culture. It's not really as believable as some things that aren't, if that makes any sense at all. Um, when you see somebody on TV doing this and making fun of it and da, 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 you know, then that's people start thinking, OK, well, there's no validity to that. Because everybody's making fun of this and, you know, here's your gypsy fortune teller and that kind of takes away from the metaphysical aspect of it where people are, as we were talking about, believing what they're seeing or, or you know, going and, and trying to, to make heads or tails out of it. I mean, they called scrying early on the ancient art of second sight. And we and people talk exactly. about That's second sight. That's the part sight. we're overlooking here. Mm-hmm. I mean, second sight, third eye, you know, there's all that metaphysical stuff as opposed to the pop culture stuff or, or, you know, what you read in books and everything. Um, I think divination itself, and we should talk about this on some show, because divination, there are the weirdest types of divination going on that that people absolutely believe. Um, And they're kind of through the years. Yeah, and they're kind of fun to talk about. So let's think about that maybe down the line. That's actually a good good idea because, yeah. and, and and scrying is I believe is it means seeing or peeping, right? If I it recall. means well, it comes from the old English word descry, which means to make out dimly or mm-hmm. to reveal. Mm-hmm. So and, and so I mean, it, it's intriguing that, that it's used for all different. Uh, different methods, as, as, as Steve talked about at the beginning of the show. You know, we we got from the reflected surface to all the things, to different things, uh, including what the last workshop I did, which was photo scrying. Mm-hmm. And photo scrying is is basically, uh, uh, what's the word? Seeing or, or, or looking into a photograph mm-hmm. and having information revealed. By gazing into gazing into this photograph, okay. And, and it, I know that photo scrying is used by psychic detectives to, uh, you know, work on cases. And uh, so that's why we did the workshop to see what we could do with it, to see if people had experiences and and what they thought of it. And 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 believe it or not, it was extremely intriguing uh, for uh, the the people that we had. It came up with a lot of interesting. And you wonder how they would get there, because as you're saying that, I'm thinking of when when you, you see travelogues years ago and, and people would go into the native countries where, you know, people didn't know anything. I mean, they were just, you know, living their own native lives. And when somebody would take a picture of them, they they hated that because they thought the camera was capturing their soul. Exactly. So when, when you're talking about... Um, people looking at pictures and, and having things come up to them, what do you think that comes from? Is is there, did something capture the soul in the picture or something like that? I mean, it's it's an interesting thought. 
Well, any anything like uh, you know, photographs is one thing. The other thing is is water, for instance. Water is, mm -hmm. and, and well, we we talked about it earlier, Steve and myself, the covering the mirrors, and, and you as well, uh, because mm -hmm. it would capture the soul sometimes. Yeah. But in a lot of the the towns, like for instance, Concord, Massachusetts, will have a a uh, a northern and a southern burial ground, and and the reason for that wasn't the town was that big, is that there was a stream that ran down a river that ran down the middle of town and it was believed that if you took a body over a body of water that the the water would steal the soul and so that's why they would bury them on this side of the river or that side river depending which side they died on how do we how did you discern the difference between you know this uh, photo scrying um which i'm interesting but how 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 did you separate that from psychometry, which is it, it, we, we we called it a uh, basically uh, scry psychometry. It was a combination of psychometry and and scrying. And psychometry read supposedly read the energy on a an object and and get information from there. Well, you're doing the same thing except you're not holding in the object. You're using your other senses, which is your sight to view into the object the uh object or the person basically what you're looking at rather than an object although we did do places as well um and and get information from just gazing at that particular photograph it was wow. intriguing it really was steve i think you really would have enjoyed it because i was surprised at the results no, i mean i'm intrigued is, is a good choice of word because um you know it sounds like something like i think it would be you know as you say, I, I am intrigued, um, not convinced. No, <laughs> but, no, no. I'm, I'm not here to convince you, Steve. I mean, that, you know. No, no, no. Uh, yeah. uh, because uh, because my question, my, my problem would would relate to psychometry, which is mm -hmm. also you know very similar and used in a very similar way with very similar claims. Exactly. You know about. So it's it's a case of are are people actually you know could it be argued? I mean, I have a Victorian scrying mirror. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, it's been been used since the 18. No, you could use that for scrying, or Absolutely. you could even use it for psychometry. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now, would you be would you be psychometrizing the the person who had the mirror made in the 1880s, 1890s, or all of the people that have looked at it, or would you be psychometrizing? That's the problem with psychometry. Spirits You're absolutely are, right. The spirits that are that are have appeared within it. That, that's absolutely the big problem with psychometry is is reading objects because, uh, especially in, in in psychometry, you hold the object in your hand, so it's a pass from one person to one person. So it's difficult, to, you know, to get. Uh, that's in, in fact when I do psychometry classes, what I tell you, uh, tell the the uh, students or, or the participants, is that whatever you get, you get. This is what you're getting. It's not necessarily going to be proven. It's not necessarily. Ha has to do exactly with this object or, or, or thing. It, it's what the energy you're reading in it. In other words, that's, it's pretty much like seeing a face in the mirror, Steve. It's, it's, your only experience. it's your own experience. Is it proof or anything? No, and I don't think it can be proved. But the interesting thing about photo scrying, which is a little bit different than the, the psychometry, is that, for instance, we use photographs of people uh, and they you know, would give us information about those particular people. 
whether it's just even living or dead to start with. Uh, you know, that was always the first question, are they alive or dead? And then you would go on and, and get more and more information. And that's the intriguing part of it, because you're actually looking at an image of a person, and this is what you're connecting with, is, is this person, uh, living or dead, by the way. Um, and you're trying to read about this person. Now, where does that information come from? That's the intriguing part of it, is, is and how are they getting this information? Well, with psychometry, people are picking up, they say, the energy of right. the object. Right. <clears throat> if you're doing um, the photo thing, you're picking up an essence maybe, or, you know, I mean, we're all, you know, a third eye thing. Um, or just maybe somebody is in the background feeding you little information. Now, I mean, not I mean like a guide or spirit guide or something. Right. If you believe in that, mm-hmm. you're getting word from the other side that's helping you look at that picture. Maybe it, it's 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 interesting because, like I said, this is more something that's um, I'm going to say provable. I guess in that you know the certain information about this person. And, you know, hopefully nobody else in the, does it as well, which we choose the, the people that were not known to anyone that mm-hmm. we believe anyways. And they were able to connect and get certain information about these people that were in the photographs. Um, and mm-hmm. it, 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 the most the really cool thing at the very end of it, the, at the end of the class, we we did something that uh, I've always been fascinated in, and that's basically joint scrying where you had the entire group look at the picture and they they spoke out loud and then they built the whole story about this picture all the information they could just by gazing at this picture and that was turned out simply amazing i was like shocked at the the amount of information that was received from that so and it was correct would, information yes it was well, that's okay the thing. well yeah well well i wouldn't that's be shocked thing. i don't think i would be shocked by it i think i would be I would be more surprised if it didn't happen that way. Really? Because I, yeah, because what you have is a group of people um, who basically are feeding off one another. Mm-hmm. And you see it so many. You see it so many times on, on ghost hunts where what were the particularly if you get two or three people who claim to be sensitive. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> if you have a group of people and you're you're asking them and. It's it's a great way to ensure that somebody has an experience, you know, when you're doing a public ghost hunt, is to get them to, if you if you feel anything or sense anything, then shout yeah, it out yeah. loud so that everybody knows, because right. you 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 kind of infect everybody else, and mm-hmm. so a story develops, and you can get some really really good good stories going, and if one person knows a little bit about the thing, you know, mm-hmm. you can get, and then you get fitting of, of, of the evidence. But, you know, I, 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 I wouldn't be at all surprised. But it is, I, I, I agree entirely with your choice of words. And it's, it's, it's more than intriguing. It's fascinating to watch. Well, to next time you come over, we're just going to have to do one of these then. No, yeah, you're absolutely right. And, in fact, we have, we, we, we did uh, play around with these effects um, on on some of the spirit quests, and we did also use them at the um, uh, that that really nice old seventeenth uh, century house that we went to last year. Um, the oh, yeah, yeah. The yeah, I can't yeah, but you know, it, it is something that is 
is, is such a fascinating aspect of, of the human paranormal experience or pseudo-paranormal experience or genuine paranormal experience that it is definitely worth studying. And when we're doing this, we're not doing it for fun. We're not doing it to, you know, we're doing it because it's intriguing and because it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Do you think that we're scrying every day, each one of us, when we look at people and pick up a vibe or something or, or just get thoughts in our head? Do you think that we constantly are scrying? That's the interesting thing is is how what we use this word, scrying, uh, mm-hmm. you know, is that what we're doing? Uh, you know, to me, scrying is staring at something in, uh, for a long period of time and, and, and not just, you know… <laughs> I think that's more of on the psychic end of it or the uh, empathic end of it, I guess you would even say. Yeah, well, intuition. I mean, is, is crying intuition? intuition? Yeah. I, I wouldn't say that, no. Yeah. Because to me, that's more uh, natural or quick or… Metaphysical. Scrying is, is an effort to me. It, it seems like to scry, you have to really… Uh, put some do something, definitely. yeah. Yes, exactly. I, I think, yeah, I think Ron's hit the nail on the head there. Um, with divination and scrying, they are proactive. You have mm-hmm. to actively participate in something. Um, intuitive actions, face reading, body reading. Yeah, that's being good, good at being good at um, you know um, being in a group and then summing somebody up um, and assessing them. And because we, I mean, we do that, don't we? We go into a room with people and. There is somebody we may never have met them before. We take an instant like or dislike to them, and mm-hmm. we don't really know why we're doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're not doing that actively. We are not sort of, you know, that is something uh, that we are doing automatically or to- autonomously. Um, right. Intuitively, scrying, I, I like that word you used, yeah. Steve. I thought that was good, intuitively. You know, scry- scrying is proactive. We are actively, you know, I will now sit down and I will pick up a mirror and I will gaze and I will... Um, see what I see, right? Um, but I mean, one, 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 another question for Ron about your um, group things is no. It, 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 it came to me afterwards was how do you because you said that nobody knew. Well, obviously somebody right. knew that the answers were the correct answers. So how are you? How are you removing telepathy? I know. Because I know. You, that, I know that you're going to go that way because you, that's you what might I, just be having all... simple foot. It might just be a simple case of thought reading. Transfer, transfer, for it. You're right. I totally understand that. And uh, yeah, I knew that. These are the problems that we face, aren't they? Exactly. That's the problem. Medium space. That's the problem. Psychic space. It's, it's, you know, you'll never prove that. This is what we were saying before. Scrying is. We're left with some very interesting accounts that ultimately we we could throw anything we like at it, and we're not going to find out one way or another. No. Mm Hmm. I agree with you. And, and, you know, I had brought that up about uh, before about the power of the mind in, in the astral projection and, and remote viewing and stuff like that. So it's it's kind of like, yes, telepathy, telepathy is 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 in that group. Are you kidding me? We're over already. Yeah. I mean, you know, there Crap. are some of, the, some of the biggest, you know, the first works of the SPR were focused on port transference. As a as an expl- explanation for paranormal experience, yeah, that's that's a that's a huge thing. We have to do a show on that sometimes too. Is is where the power of the mind. I knew you were going to say that because you just put it. In I, I knew you. <laughs> I, knew, I was going to say that. <laughs> so empathic, yes. 
Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, that's our show. So, uh, any last thoughts? Last thoughts, guys. One real quick one. I mean, it, it, it's so it's so weird with 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 everybody having all these different ideas and everything about it. But you know what? Almost every culture has used some form of scrying over time, and probably still does. So it's definitely interesting. I agree. Steve, last thoughts. Uh, you should already know what they are. What? Read my own. <laughs> uh. I have no final thoughts. I mean, oh, you, you threw know. you threw a you threw a thing at me, and you know, I'm like a freaking oh squirrel jump out. You put something in chat, and I'm like, uh, what's the? <laughs> like all whatever thoughts I had, the long gone. So, anyways, <laughs> go ahead, Steve. Well, it's just uh, yeah. The reason for the message is I might be on holiday next month. Well, I hope so. Yeah, I hope so too. But it means that where where I'll be, I might not be able to do the Marvel's monthlies. But if we do Marvel's monthlies on the on a, the date I suggested, which should be the third Monday of the the third week of the month anyway, yeah, because of well, no it's because it's because of this. The show is is recorded on the. No, I, I actually booked my holidays for the third week of the month. Okay. And then anyway, we do have to go, and I'm going to wrap it up. Uh, so remember, uh, you know, we, we'd like hey, to meet you, you guys. One of angels. Yes, if you want to become one of the angels, uh, join us uh, on our page. Stay tuned for more information on that. The page is up there. Uh, there's very little on it because we just launched it. But <laughs> keep it in mind. I'm sure, Charlie, well, I'm I'm sure this, this angel thing has been done. There's a guy. Uh, I've done it for a hundred years. Thank you. Uh, anyways, uh, thank you so much, uh, Marla, for joining us, and see you next month, dear. Okay. Good night. God bless. Good night. Goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.